welcome to the CFC Talk podcast. After a lot of conspiracy, um, we finally returned back um, and we are continuing <laughs> doing the podcast. But a very tough, tough draw to take against Man United at Old Trafford. After not winning um, at Old Trafford from 2013, we did manage to get a draw tonight. Nil-nil draw. Uh, a new formation tried by Frank Lampard. A new system, 3-4-3 today we saw as Aspilicueta. Thiago Silva um, and Zuma took defense. Um, so quite a lot of hate on um, regarding that on Twitter. But we've, we're joined with our specialists, um, analyst and, and hosts, um, Alex and Amart, as usual. I'm going to try and find their um, views on tonight's match. But firstly, um, Amart, just a summary of what happened throughout the match. How was it? Um. I don't know. I don't even know how to put. It. I think I'll use the same thing, the uh, same reaction with the Sevilla game as well. It was very, very good defensively. Defensively, we were, we were on top of our game every chance. Every chance we were able to shut it down, and I and I and I enjoyed that. Even in the beginning, we had openings to to take the lead, but fortunately, we we couldn't take our chances. And yeah, I'm I'm not entirely excited about. Um, how um, offensive we were. How um, off- yeah, our, our our offense wasn't really the best, but defensively we were very very strong. And I and I and at at least it it shows that at least uh, Lampard is learning. He's improving. You know anything? A lot of people say that he he's not good defensively, but the last two games he has proven that um, with the right players and without any individual errors, he can keep. A clean sheets, but it's just now um, we need Takis to also perform. So I think he's learning, and uh, and I think you'll find a balance soon. So I'm excited with how we defended, but I'm not so excited with how we attacked. But I know the the balance will come, and we'll be able to um, uh, um, start winning games again. Hopefully, it does because it it does kind of. Um, look disappointing when you see that the past three results have been draws. Um, one against Southampton and then against Sevilla and now again another one against Man United. But Alex, um, your opinions on tonight's match? It's, uh, it's a frustrating one. Um, no, no, it's, I think some, it's it's a divisive result again for the Chelsea fans. We can't all be happy with it. With, it's, yes, it's great to have the clean sheet and I was quite impressed with how Lampard set up the team in a way. Where, I mean, we only managed a shot on target and uh, they had six or six shots on target, I think, but Mendy kept us in the game. Mendy was brilliant tonight. And yeah, it's an annoying one because the defence, literally the whole defence, all five of the defensive players tonight were all brilliant. And I'd all, get, I'd all say they were amazing. But then attacking, we were let down by some poor decision-making. And yeah, it's hopefully going to, come with time as Lampard keeps uh, going on about forming relationships on the pitch and Havertz and Werner are still getting used to their new teammates and getting used to our patterns of play so it's it's a tough one but we're going to have to wait until I mean I think when you look at our predictions at the start of the season we all thought oh yeah we're going to be scoring goals left right and centre but we've kind of it's not I think it's clear now it's not going to be like that for some time whilst our attackers still learn to gel. Yeah, um, 
I think just to add on to both of your points, I, I fully agree with whatever you both said. But on that note as well, I think when we play when we played tonight with the three four three, it kind of felt like we were trying to tell Man United we're we're not here for a win. We just want to draw. Um, a point is all we're we're going to be happy with. Um, and then one of the key points I would mention is the passing in the final third. I think we're still struggling with passing around um, in the final third, creating chances. Even if we do get crosses, there's not enough people inside the box to head it in. Um, and then at times when we have some, when we have to do really quick and fast passes, um, we're struggling to do those. But Mark, going back to you, how good um, we talked about how the defense was really good, but one important aspect of that is um, Edward Mendy, the new signing. Yeah, most definitely is <laughs> the man of the match. Experiences we've had in goal previously with not only Kepa but with um, Cavalero too at times. So it's it's refreshing to see a, a, a goalkeeper who is confident um, in his in his in his goalpost. Is very confident. He 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 positions himself well and he's tall as well. So. Um, he's able to make this kind of diving shots and he's able to reach most of the chances. And he made excellent saves tonight. And probably if he wasn't there, we would have lost this game because they had more shots than us. They had more shots on goal than us. So, yeah, definitely. Mendy is um, my man of the match. He's definitely a man of the match. But I'm sure for many Chelsea fans as well because the Discord, the Chelsea Discord was going crazy. Everybody shouting Mendy, <laughs> typing Mendy, Mendy. He was good. He was good. When Cavani came in, Cavani had a had a had a first touch that nearly resulted to a goal. Mendy was quick to cover that post, even though he wasn't even close to that side. He was his his height really is a very very good advantage. So yeah, definitely Mendy, good performance, excellent performance. Um, Alex, your man of the match for tonight, and um, one notable notable performance from someone. Ah, oh, this is for once. It's an easy one, even though we didn't. It's not the best result, but it's clear that Eduard Mendy, without him in the goal, we would have lost this match. He, especially at the end, Rashford had a fantastic shot into the, that was going like top bins or top corner or side netting. And he pulled off a fantastic fingertip save, but it's just, yeah, man of the match is absolutely Mendy and it can't be argued for anyone else. But Thiago Silva, I thought was also excellent i.e it seems like he's put behind that west brom performance and he's just playing extremely well right now and it's he's only it's what we've expect we've expected these performance from him because coming in as such an uh, experienced defender and that's what we need we need experience in our back line he was absolutely brilliant as well today but man of the match goes to mendy i think we talk about mendy as a man of the match but we need to also mention how on in the 29th minute when he tried to do a back pass through uh, Thiago Silva. <laughs> I think all of our hearts dropped. <laughs> yeah, almost scored. Imagine if he had scored an own goal like that. Oh, man, Sky Sports would have had a field day. They would have been, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. they Czech would have run down the pitch. I'm like, no, I'm coming on. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I loved it. I think when um when he did that, the camera then panned to check, and he was and check was like, "Yeah, you what? <laughs> what did you do?" <laughs> no, but overall, respect to Mendy. Um, you know, when when Cavani came on, that save 
and then there was one in um, Mata's save in the 40th minute and then 35th minute another good save and then in the 90th minute as well so overall Mendy I think in my opinion as well deserves the man of the match um, purely of the fact that we've, we've now kept two clean sheets in a row I can't remember the last time when I said that um, so it is big it is a big thing um, and then other than that, I really can't find anything to talk about other than... Um, so we've talked about the best player now. Let's talk about the worst player in the team, Alex, this time. Um, so who would you say was not fitting this system that we had tonight with 3-4-3? It's a tricky one. There are a couple of players in my mind right now. One is uh, Kante and the other... Or, the thing is, it's there's two things. There's players who don't fit the system and then there's players who just did not play well tonight. And then Kante off... Uh, off the ball was I thought he was good okay but then on the ball just like he's been in the past couple of games he's not been that great and I would personally I want Kovacic to be playing a bit more instead of him so yeah I but then there's also Werner that some of Werner's decision making uh, today was, was subpar so yeah it's it's a toss up between Kante and Werner I'm gonna go with Werner because yeah, if if he had played some picks and passes when he had looked up to see Havertz free, then we probably could have scored a goal or two. But yeah, or well, yeah, I'm gonna go with Werner. Yeah, um, totally agree with you. Kante wasn't really looking that well. I mean, there were times where he would off the ball. He he was tackling, um, but then when he was on the ball, he he kept losing it. Um, couldn't string along quite a lot of passes. Um, so. Amar, does this put a question on Kante and his his um, and does this um, mean that we might want to see Kovacic and Jorginho in that area instead of Kante and Jorginho now? Um, yeah, I, I agree that there were some there were some um, instances that Kante um, misplaced certain passes, but the thing is, I honestly I, I don't feel like that is the job that he's supposed to be doing. Jorginho stayed back today. Jorginho was Jorginho was very very good today. He stayed back a lot. He's the one. Jorginho is the one who's supposed to be moving forward more, and Kante is supposed to be staying back. But for some reason, Jorginho is the one who stays back, and Kante moves forward. We all know Kante's um um kind of like attacking prowess isn't really the best. We all know that in defense, like you guys are saying, off the ball he was fantastic. He was winning a lot of tackles, a lot of um balls in the danger area he was he was he was able to take them away but the thing was he wasn't able to find um not a lot not a lot of times though but in the first half it was happening quite 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 a lot but the second half was um better but like i'm like i'm saying he's supposed to stay behind while Jorginho goes in front but when he stays behind and he acts like the fit um defender or the uh, um, in this case, he's the fourth defender in that um, three back. I think he's best there. But when he's tasked to go forward or he's tasked to go in front and try to get um, a defense splitting pass through or something, that's where he falls short. So if he does that, that's when we like see that he wasn't his best. But I'll not, I'll not say he had a, a bad performance. I'll give it to Venom, unfortunately, because I feel like he was lost throughout the game even when Tommy came in you could tell that Tommy was also suffering from the same issue but yeah um with um Werner he had certain chances to take the lead at least or to score or to um 
either pass or something, but it just ended up going backwards. And the, that was one issue too we had today. The but the backwards and sideways passing was just too much. Like it was crazy between Jorginho and Kante, and then back to um, Thiago Silva and Zuma and Chilwell and Kante, and it was just it was just crazy. Like the sideways passing was very very frustrating to see. So yeah, I'll give it to Werner because I feel like he didn't really have um, a field day today. Today wasn't his best day at all. Probably Kai also. Kai also was, didn't even have a good day today. But I think Werner, Werner was, he, I can't, um, um, Kai was a little bit better than Werner today. It was crazy when they, they both came on. They both came off <laughs> at the same time. I think that was the wrong substitution. I think Havertz should have stayed on. I feel like I feel like Havertz should have been replaced by Ziyech instead of being replaced by Mount. I think he should have been replaced by Ziyech. Ziyech should have come on for Havertz, and then we'll have Pulisic on the left, Ziyech on the right, and then Werner in attack. So we'll see what can come from that. But I di- I didn't feel like Mount. When Mount came on, he was very good. He was very um active on the ball. He was winning a lot of um um balls and all that. But I don't think he um, that was the best. Um, solution. I think Ziyech should have come on earlier. It was past the 60th minutes, and and if Ziyech has been getting like 30 minutes, 30 minutes coming. So I was feeling that that was the time he should he should have come on, so that we'll see what and how that three will work. But it didn't happen like that. Okay, so let me try, and this this may spark a bit of a debate, but um, in defense of Werner Werner and and Tammy Abraham. What I would say is, okay, we, we played a system where we had almost five defensive players. So there was, at times, there was no one to support Tammy Abraham and Werner. So with that, they, w- they weren't getting enough chances. Yes, we played out wide, as you said, but at times, excessively, we had to go wide. And once we went wide, there was no one available centrally because usually... When we go wide, there's Kante who moves to the left, Jorginho to the right, so our center is always open. So there was no one to support Werner and Tammy Abraham. But this begs a question where, Alex, do we think we want to play this way against um, against Krasnodar in, in the Champions League or even in any team uh, in the Premier League? Uh, well, I actually think in, in some of the big teams, I think the system can work. But against Krasnodar, absolutely not. We need to score some goals and it's uh, it's not the best system. It is yeah I I didn't like it, but there's just there's not much we can do. We can't play at more offensive central midfield players. We could only do play Kovacic. You can't play you can't play like Kante and Mount or something or Kante and Havertz in a two there. So yes, we did have essentially seven defensive players but there's not much you can do from that point of view, and then the three-four-three doesn't really suit Havertz that much, I don't think, because you lose a wing, you lose a winger uh, by playing three-four-three with Havertz on the right. So yeah, it's uh, I'm fine with seeing it against Liverpool or Man City, but yes, again against Krasnodar, no, we need to we need to go all out attacking. I think we need to score some goals to prove that we've not just become clean sheet merchants or basically Burnley <laughs> by by moving on going into the clean sheets. We need to I mean we have a ridiculous attack on paper and we need to start showing it 
I'm not expecting for a huge, I'm not expecting us to, to win 6-0 or something against Krasnodar, that, that would be nice. But we got we got to score, we can't have a 0-0. We can't have a 1-0 even. In fact, I would probably not even be happy with a 2-0. I really want us to score three against Krasnodar. And I don't think we'll score three with this uh, conservative three at the back. You you want um, our sponsor to get uh, the best deal possible. So far, they've been, they've been getting... They've been getting good results. They've been getting good results with their number in it. So getting three will help them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the thing. When it's three, it's yeah. And it, Frank Lampard's been committing a heinous crime in not conceding or scoring three in a game. So he needs to get back to to doing that. What I was gonna say is. When the season was about to start, we looked on paper with our squad and we said defense is still weak and we don't have enough um, players and um, talented players, I should say. And now that we look at it on the field, we've kept two clean sheets. The defense looked incredible again today. The passing in the defense was really good. I mean, at times when, when they were pressing really high, we made sure we broke the press and, and okay, yes, Mendy did make that one error, but then we also have to make um, understand that Thiago Silva and Mendy um, were insane tonight. Um, so overall, there's improvements in defense, but now that the, our defense is improving, there's a lot of um, issues in our attack in midfield. I feel like Lampard is only concentrating on one one position or one um one yeah one positions which which leads to the others leaving left the way they are but i don't think there's anything else to talk about today's game except the final rating so amar what would you give uh the game out of 10 out of 10 i'll give this is a difficult one i think i'll give a seven over 10 because i feel like 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 what you what you said issues that we had in our previous games the defensive issues that we had in our previous games has been solved so we looked very, very confident at the back with the with the confident goalkeeper to to back. Um, I think um, I was I wasn't like like I said I wasn't pleased with the defensive structure and the um, offensive weakness weaknesses. But the with the um, the result as a whole, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, we've been crying for a clean sheet. We we finally got two in a row. So um, <laughs> I think I think a draw. Away to United, team that just beat PSV. Okay, and so I'll give them a seven, seven over ten. Um, uh, Alex, your rating? Um, I think a seven is good. Whilst I am still very frustrated, and I don't want to see us draw another nil-nil game for the rest of the season because I'm sick of them. They're just depre- seeing two nil <laughs> is depressing. Uh, but you have to, you really have to give praise to to Mendy and the defense, especially in the stadium with it. We always, always lose or or draw in. I've never, I don't, I actually cannot remember the last time we won at Old Trafford. Twenty seventeen so, was it? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Seven years. So yeah, I've I've got to give a seven. Although I'm not happy with most of the attack or midfield, but the defense was just superb. I thought, especially Mendy. Hell, Mendy alone. I think Mendy's performance alone warrants gives the whole team a seven <laughs> just from his performances alone it was yeah a seven is fair I think I was going to give um, give them a seven uh, a six sorry um, and then 
I've just read this stat right now as I'm scrolling through some of the stats that I'm trying to find. Man United have scored in their last 29 games, which is quite a good achievement, you know, um, even if it's just one goal or um, two goals, they've managed to score for 29 games and we're the first team who have constricted them into not uh, scoring a goal, which is good. And which is why I'll also give them a seven overall. Um, in, incredible, incredible um, defense, but then really bad attack and the the lack of opportunities and the the lack of I think I would say understanding between the players in the attack is is kind of getting um, on every fan's nerves. Yes. Every time we do draw or lose, we say we want to take the positives. We want to take the positives, but sometimes we we have to say there are no positives from this game. We've done this before, and that when when a positive is done every game, you consider it normal. And now, because of the defense, our attack just looks all over the place. And against Krasnodar, as you mentioned, hundred percent one nil, two nil is not going to do justice. We need at least three to four goals to make it seem like our attack is worth what it is. You know, with the attack of Pulisic, with the attack of Ziyech, Werner, um, Havertz, these are world-class players, and if they do not score against Krasnodar, um, which we'll discuss in a bit, it will be very, very bad. And uh, looking back at the Man United game again, I think we're hearing news um, that Christian Pulisic will be out for two weeks, but that is not... Um, confirmed at the moment. Frank Lampard has not made a comment on that, so we'll probably have to fact-check that before um, we make a statement on that. Um, but yeah, I think that sums up the Man United game. Yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, it's a frustrating one, but looking forward to the next couple of weeks. And yeah, it's annoying that Pulisic got injured, but, or had has maybe an issue, but we'll see. I think that sums up the Man United game, but next up we've got Krasnodar in a Champions League fixture. Of course, if you don't live under a rock, you would know that we drew against Sevilla, but luckily Krasnodar drew against Rene as well. So we have a chance to still top the group. Of course, a very easy group, I would say. Um, Alex, you know, we we can get top two. Um, we have to qualify from this group, but do we have a chance in, in being taking up that, that top position? Absolutely. Remember, Sevilla have to come third, so someone's got to finish first, and it's <laughs> going to be us. I like the confidence yeah. after a drop. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. I am confident. I am confident. We've got to win tonight to kick it off properly. I want to see us. My main ask for this Champions League group stage is for Azpilicueta to not be our top scorer. Please just let it be an attacker. <laughs> it's yeah, that is the that's the main thing. It's I just want I, we haven't had a pro, like a, a game where we've gone ham in attack since I think when Zappa Costa scored his on his debut in, in our six nil win against um, Carabag. I think it was. We haven't had a game like that since, and yeah, I miss it. So yeah, it'll be nice to get a, yeah have a really convincing win. And yeah, I do think we can come first. It's I mean you can call me arrogant, but we're just our team is just way better on paper than for sure uh, Krasnodar and 
oh, what's the name of the last team again? Oh, Rene. Yeah, Rene, sorry. Yeah, we, we, hell, we bought Rene's keeper. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we we have way better quality than those two. And even Sevilla was just uh, was frustrating, but I'm, expect, I'm hoping but by the time we play them again, we'll be uh, firing on most of our cylinders. So, yeah, I am still very, like, very confident that we can finish first in the group. I think at this rate, we don't need to fire our cylinders, but we need to make sure they're on boosters. Like, they, they just need to go off the attack. I want to see at least a hat-trick. <laughs> Ver- be it Werner, be it Havertz, I don't care. Be it Thiago Silva, I need a hat-trick. <laughs> like, I want to see Chelsea celebrate that win. And it's been so long since we've had a match where we would have said, yes, this was a match where we can't say this went wrong, this went wrong, this went wrong. And it hasn't happened in a long time. So, Amart, um, let's say we don't win the group, which is very highly unlikely. Um, what are the chan- uh, What would you round up our Champions League campaign as then? So we don't win the group. I don't think we... Oh, yeah, just... Um... Just in case, I don't think we need to talk about that because I don't think <laughs> I don't think we will we will um, come second. I feel like we will. I feel like we will win the group. It will be it will be. I don't know. I feel like it will be harder to lose this group than to win the group. So um, it's it's easy. It's it's. I don't want to call it easy because it'll be like I'm disrespecting the other teams. But I think after six game weeks in the Premier League, if Everton are first with um with zero losses then anything can happen yeah yeah exactly this season is this season has been just um a strange one a very very strange one so yeah with Krasnodar I feel like we can easily get a win there but I watched I don't know whether any of you watched the um Krasnodar versus Sevilla but I watched the replay and two, I don't know the two of them are very good in defense the two of them are very very good in defense I don't think they have um enough attacking track but their, their defenses are very very strong so we like like you said we need to go all out we need to um all out and attack we have to um um yeah how do i say it we have to um fire on all cylinders we really have to and then this this you see the thing with winning this group is if we win the group we can get um uh, a favorable draw for the round 16 but if we if we finish second that's when we'll, we, we might meet the big guys and when we meet the big guys then we we will struggle I don't want this to meet by Munich anymore because they they seem like they haven't changed from last season. They are still doing what they did last season. So I just want I just want us to beat them, beat Ren, and then Sevilla again, and then we just <laughs> we have to we have to just win the group. It would be very it would be very. I I don't think the fans will be happy if we don't win this group. Yeah, hundred percent. This is a group that we need to win, and we need to make sure we get maximum points out of. You know, um, I think when we did our predictions. Um, before the season started, I think we all predicted Chelsea to go beyond round of sixteen, and I think if we if we don't win this group, then I'll be I'll be surprised if um, we can get past rounds round of sixteen. But I, I can't find the predictions right now because I'm going through my um, book of notes um, again, as promised. Um, a thousand subscribers by the end of the year, and I'll publish this as an actual book. Um, <laughs> it's basically a, a an agenda against Kepa. So um, <laughs> let's say that. well, 
Uh, yeah, just every we, we lose, even bench, I just circle his name on my. Like, it's yeah, just a dartboard with his name on it. <laughs> yeah, Keppa wasn't even on the bench tonight, so I was saying. Okay, I mean, I do all of those jokes about Keppa, but yeah, I'm I'm not a terrible human being. Uh, of course, I would wish him well, uh, speedy recovery. Um, of course, we want to sell him, so we want to make sure he's fit. Um, his shoulder was hurt from carrying the team too much. I, I, I would think otherwise. I think I think he was carrying the balls to the training ground and then just oh, slipped over. Carrying the team, like couldn't he couldn't grace us with his presence this time. Yeah, exactly. I love the mutual hate towards Kepa. You know, this is uh, this is what unites the Chelsea fan base. So that's one thing we can agree on this season. I don't. I mean. He, he, it's not. It's not. I don't think. I don't think it's hate. Uh, it's just that I, I used to defend Kepa a lot, but after that mistake um, against Southampton, it's like I'm just done defending him. This performance tonight just shows that he's way, way better than Kepa. So unless Kepa um, starts pulling his weight and getting better, um, I don't think I can defend him anymore. But I don't necessarily hate him. He's gone through a lot psychologically, mentally. He's gone through a lot, so it's understandable. But at at the point that we are now, we can't um, risk having Kepa and go. Yeah, hundred percent. The thing that bugs me is that people think that he has a mentality problem. When I just, I think I th- I'm pretty sure Alex Goldberg said something like Kepa has a mentality problem. When I just don't understand, just because he's playing poorly and he's he's not made any complaints, he doesn't kick up a fuss or anything. He knows that he's made mistakes. And still, people oh, yeah. and people accuse him of having a bad mentality. He evidently wants to fight for his Chelsea position, but it's just really not working out for him. And once you're stuck in this rut of not having any confidence, then it's incredibly hard to get out of. And he just needs to get out of Chelsea, go to a club that he's not under huge pressure to perform in. And then I know that he will. I'm certain that if when he goes to another club, he's going to pick up performances. Some players are like that. I mean, Bakayoko was somewhat similar where he just, his confidence was just shot at Chelsea. Then he's had some good loan spells and now he's a really... Co- and he had a manager who believes in him, in Gattuso. And now Bakayoko is brilliant for, um, for Napoli. I've, I've heard he's done really well for Napoli so far. And he was great under Gattuso at AC Milan. I think Kepa, if, if he gets something like that, I think he will. he's going to be back to... Being a well, not I don't think he'll ever get to like the 70 million to be worth what we paid for him, but I think he'll get back, he'll regain his stature as a good goalkeeper, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100% respect to Kepa, gave it his all. Um, I mean, as much as I sit here and, and say stuff about him, joke about him, I've got respect for him playing at a club like Chelsea, even if he did play the way he did. Um, even before the season started, I had hopes. And even after that Liverpool error and Man- um, when Mane scored that goal, um, I had hopes. But there there's a there comes a time where, where you have to be straight up with the player and say, sorry, this is not going to work out. And I think that's the case with Kepa, um, where we have Mendy, we have Caballero, and then we've got the legendary Czech as well. Um, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see an appearance from Czech, even if it's just... Um, a 10-minute appearance just for fun against maybe Krasnodar. Yeah, I mean, if 
I would be happy to see Kepa start against Krasnodar. I think it's a good it's a good game to get his confidence back up. But apparently, he has a shoulder injury, a shoulder issue, and he might not be available for it. So I guess I I think Willie Cavalera will come in probably. But I would have liked Kepa to have started against Krasnodar. I think that sums up um, the two games that we've got coming up. Just, um, I think that sums up everything, right, guys? I do think so. It's it's a bit tricky to comment comment much on when. Oh, there was one thing as well. The VA the um Aspi. Oh, how did we miss that? Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry, viewers. Uh, yeah, we absolutely have to talk about that. Let's do it now. <laughs> okay, so. I'll start off by saying Maguire thought Aspilicueta was one of those Greek polices. Slam dunk. Um, I mean, you could say he thought he was in the UFC fight, um, but that is that is that has to be. If if they say if if there's comments saying they re, they checked it through VAR and it said no penalty, how did they even stop the game for that challenge on Anthony? Um, no, not Anthony Martial. On Rashford, stand VAR at all? Like, it's the nemesis of football. Let's say that. We think that that our, our I, I saw that well, when I was watching, I saw that I was just screaming at the TV because that was I, I think I, I tweeted it out that I said that that was clearly a, a I watch wrestling a lot, so in wrestling I think that would be a chokehold. That's a clear chokehold, and he, he that 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 tackle was bad, very very bad. I was livid. I was screaming at my TV when that happened because. Um, if we had lost, that would have cost us the game. The VAR thing is ridiculous. To be fair, I think when I was watching it, my my internet cut out, so I didn't actually see it live. But I saw so many replays of it, and it's just ridiculous that it didn't uh, didn't get given. It's it's not the first time Maguire's got on the way with not getting a penalty or sending off. I mean, we had ba- Maguire kicking Batshuayi in the nuts like last season, and I'm pretty sure there's been other issues with Man United just not getting the right justice. It's like now it's come to a point where we shouldn't even be surprised. So, yeah, really pisses me off, but what can you do about it now? <laughs> I think simple. there should be a system um, where Premier League clubs can um, appeal against a decision. That way, at least the referee knows whether it was in the wrong or it was the right decision. I think they, they, they're professional enough to know where the, when they've made a wrong or right decision. The, the whole appeal process, I mean, unless you mean like right in that second, but what's the appeal process going to do? They can't, the, the issue with the VAR isn't the VAR, it's the, the people behind it are making the wrong decisions. And by, by letting them appeal it, all that's going to do is take the decision back to the referee who's already made, sorry, take the decision back to the VAR and they've already made a wrong mistake, so just going to get a wrong mistake again. So the only way to fix it is just by having these officials make better, the VAR officials making better decisions. And it's crazy that some of the decisions they're making right now. Um, yeah, I mean, like, okay, I, I've watched cricket, and with cricket, we you can review on the spot, but that's because cricket's not played over 90 minutes. Um and there are pauses in cricket, but with football, there should be a rule where the manager can request for a challenge. Um, yeah. We've seen it in basketball. Basketball is quite similar to 
footballs, the timer keeps going. The timer only stops um, when the ball goes out, which technically cancels out because football has um, injury time, but basketball doesn't. So in the end of the day, if there is a challenge that the um, manager or player or the captain can make on the spot, that would change the game so much. If the referee has the time to go off the field to check VAR, he can surely go off the field and check a challenge. Yeah, I actually think, I mean, I, I really like the challenge, I, the way that they do it in tennis, basketball and all that, and, uh, and cricket in a, in a way. So imagine if like you took, you removed some of the VAR from the game, say have the game solely refed by the linesman and the referee, and then if they if the manager feels that they've made a mistake, then they can they have like a three challenges per like three VAR challenges a game, where they can they can take the decision to VAR, so that VAR isn't checking absolutely everything. It is very important to look at those decisions and say these are game changing decisions. It's not about just getting it right or wrong. If that was right, Jorginho converted that penalty. Um, we would have won the game. So it's about, I think this is where, where Premier League is going wrong on this is there's either no rule book where it says this is wrong, this is right, and the referees are just allowed to do whatever um, they're comfortable with, um, whatever they think is right and wrong. And once that comes into play, some referees would find that as an offense, some referees would find that as a just a carry-on play. And until the Premier League comes out and says, hey, this is a 600-page rule book that you have to follow, this tells you whether this is this challenge is wrong or right. There's no other answer. There's no maybe or there's no conditions applied. It's either right or wrong. Until that happens, there's no point of using something like VAR. And when you, when you start second-guessing, um, which is what's happening right now, some referees would have given that as a penalty. Some referees would not give, it, give that as a penalty. So overall... You could argue both ways, but if VAR needs to continue the way it is, it needs to be changed. I think we just have to accept at this point VAR is not the perfect thing, and but neither was the initial refs. So what's the point of it if VAR is still making mistakes and referees are still making mistakes? I'm sorry, if referees are making mistakes, but then once VAR is added in, they're still making uh, some mistakes, then what's the point of it? But you could say that uh, the, the whole VAR system is making less mistakes than before VAR. So it's working. It's just, it's not perfect. And I think it's unreasonable to to ask of the system that it is perfect. But for obvious things like that, it's pretty ridiculous. But yeah, it's not called out. I think, in my opinion, any referee in the world, I think even a five-year-old would give that as a, that as a penalty. Um, yeah. It's just it hear was, the moment. Hear yeah. the moment. Things the the VAR isn't quite. It's not like it can just. It's just. A, it's not like a switch. They're looking at every single thing that's going on in the game. So that that leads to missing things or not checking things. But yeah, it's crazy that they didn't. So thank you guys for watching the episode. If you are watching it on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and leave a like rating. If you're listening it to our um, audio platforms, then make sure to add it to your playlist. It really means a lot when you guys play it. Big things coming up hopefully soon, so make sure you follow all of our socials. 
and we'll be expanding to more social media platforms in a few days or weeks and also we'll be relaunching some new stuff so stay tuned and we'll see you next time